Hey friends, my name's Stevie Taylor. Welcome to the Gig Life Podcast. My guest today is Daniel March. Daniel's a singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist from Newcastle, New South Wales. Daniel recently released a new EP in Australia called Stoneflower. We met up before his last gig of a full-on weekend and um, we talked about his influences and the Australian music scene and tacos, um, of course his new EP. Look, if you haven't heard of Daniel March by now, it's only a matter of time, you know. I've just got to say, the noise, uh, the sound quality is not the best as we're uh, uh, in this back alley in Cronulla and um, uh, a bit of wind blowing into the microphone and stuff, a bit of an amateur move by me, but yeah, we'll get there. But uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Daniel March. Cheers. I think we're rolling. Daniel March. Welcome to the Gig Life Podcast. Ah, thanks for having me. How are you, man? You look knackered. You look knackered. I'm smashed, man. What's been going on? Uh, We did a. I was in Newcastle yesterday, and then I drove to Sydney to do um, a morning gig, and then drove to Scone. We had a really late wedding, and I drove straight back home. uh, About four hours sleep. I had to I had to sing at Markle's church and I drove, did a gig one, and then I'm here now, then gig two. Right. About four coffees in. Yeah. Are you driving back to Newcastle tonight? Yeah, I'm gonna try. Yeah. See how I, see how I feel after yeah. the gig, but yeah. I want to so I can get my own bed, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can't wake up today. in the morning. Otherwise I'm just on someone's couch. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But but yeah. Yeah. How are you man? I'm good. I'm good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah cruising. Cruising. So, um, you just released a new EP. Yep. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll uh, we'll sort of roll back to the yeah. beginning and yeah. Well, I I actually had recorded that EP last year. Yep. And um, truth is, I I recorded that because I was a bit funny on doing music at the at the time, and but right. I I had so many songs, and I wanted to put out a tribute to my father who passed last year. Oh, sorry. So, that's all right. So I recorded a little folk EP, which initially was meant to have strings, and I tried to get it recorded at Abbey Road and stuff, but I just didn't get enough funding. And so I, I had the studio for about, it was like a week yeah. or six days or something. And then I just said, I'm going to record as many songs as I can. And since, since I didn't get the funding to do the full orchestra or even a nice eight piece kind of right. ensemble thing yep I uh, I just came back to Sydney rather than recorded in London yep. and um, I was home for like th- um, three weeks from London I just met up with the uh, guys I use usually work with Simon Cohen and Tully Ryan incredible drummer yep, yep. Um, Matthew Jeffs on keys and Wallace and Scotty on BVs and plus uh, we had a couple of other guests but yeah I just I just chose songs that I thought I could smash at and put out like just a EP for 
people who have been supporting me over years. Yeah, yeah. And that I had a I had a theme with the Stoneflower title. I had a theme for it, and all the songs are pretty cohesive to me, like especially lyrical context. Yeah. So the project made sense. Yeah. And um, but yeah, that's already over a year old now. But right. But since since I, I I had a label wanting to release that stuff and my old stuff as one LP which is just called Daniel March yep. in Japan yep. and South Korea yep. so I had to hold off and that's why I just oh, released I the EP I see. as an EP but it's only available as an EP in like the UK and Australia is that due to contractual well um, yes and no like uh, anything in Japan and South Korea I, I can't really do for a few years because it's all through them my my music okay um, well the pre-recorded stuff yep the already existing recordings I mean but this new stuff I just released because I was living in London and obviously I'm from Australia yep so I wanted it to be accessible there but I haven't put much promo into it because I, I've just been waiting to you know release the single we're just waiting for someone to kind of premiere it mm -hmm. um you've got that someone in mind you're just waiting yeah for i'm just yeah. waiting for the aok -okay for yep, yep. for like whether it's like a music channel or uh, some you know just just to legitimize it but i'm, I'm pretty cruisy about the whole release to be honest like yeah I, I found i'm not really fussed on pushing music so to speak in yep. the in, in the dictionary definition yep. of it but um things have been happening with these new songs already and i've been doing bugger all man yeah I've yeah been yeah doing anything that's cool eh? um so yeah it's kind of got to grow their own legs and yeah such like, it's, it's kind of what you want hey it is because i you know you could push so much but i guess you know the correct doors open when they're meant to i guess yeah but yeah it's exciting it is i guess yeah. but I, i'm happy with it because i i know i it was a mixture of I worked with the amount of time and budget and resources we had, as well as I, I didn't really, in the right way, I didn't really care about, like I went in these sessions, we did we did all the tracks in one day, like the, the body of it, the beds yeah. of it, and then did it vocals in like one day, one yeah. session, so it was really organic and really just the best at that moment, like, yeah. if, if I had a million dollars I could sit on a track and do 50 guitar solos 50 <laughs> takes of a solo but we didn't have that privilege and yeah I, and, and i like it like i think yeah. it's the, i think it's a really real and organic well it certainly EP. Doesn't, doesn't, and, and i think it sounds sound, good it doesn't sound cheap that's for sure yeah oh, well, sounds really si good. simon's ridiculous oh, okay too, like, yeah and he's he's he knows what he's doing and plus we had we had studio 301 okay. who i've got to say a special thanks to um who've got ridiculous gear and yeah yeah yeah, like uh, they looked after me really well. Like yep. Ronnie and Chian there. Um, but yeah, and Simon's a whiz, like producer, right. engineer, everything, right. like mixer. And then we actually, I actually got Dave Collins to master it this time out of 301. He's a he's a guy um, who did Ben Harper and Black Messiah for D'Angelo. Yep. So I wanted him to master it in LA just to, I guess, expand the bio and just because it sounded more influenced by. I like to expand the kind bio. Of, that's of, cool. That, that's yeah, like because you you know like I, I I like working with a with a family and stuff like that. And normally all all the stuff I've done is 
I guess within the 301 and stuff like that, like yeah. Leon Zervos, who's the guy that usually gets He's the to main master it. guy there. Yeah. I just, I just thought I'd go to Dave this time around because, um, yeah, I just wanted, like, you know, yeah, to to kind of D'Angelo and Ben Harper, two of my what heroes. What can you say? So, yeah, yeah. So to, to actually, if they're getting the mastered by this guy, yeah. I, I'd like to, you know, yeah, get get that just to yeah. be somewhat affiliated with it. Yeah, know? yeah. That's great. But All right, yeah. let's um, let's roll right back now. Yeah, man. So, um, uh, are you originally from Newcastle? Always Born been and up raised, there? man. Yep. I, I I lived in Sydney for th two and a half years only. Like I was here for two and a half years. Yep. I was in America for half a year. Yep. I was in London for just under three. Okay. But other than that, I'm born and raised in Newcastle. Yep. Went to school there. Musical family. Uh, I would say no, but yes, in like my uncle plays and sings and uh, on both both sides. My dad's brother wrote poetry and sang folk songs. My brother was the first musician that inspired me. He was like, he got me into like Hendrix and Dylan and Ben Harper. Like, yeah, my brother was more of an artist than a musician. So like okay. he, he saw the art of it, loved, loved lyrics and he's really responsible for, for, for he was like the, you know, my first taste of music was through my brother. Right. And then my my mum plays a bit of piano too, and her auntie's was a phenomenal singer. But none of them were like musos; they just had okay. talent, I okay, guess. Okay, gotcha. And, but yeah, like they definitely appreciators of of music music that wasn't just in the mainstream. I know that. Yep. And was some um, guitar your, always your first instrument? No, it was my no. last. Is that right? Like, yep. I I played piano Bloody first. <laughs> I played piano first. And then um, I played bass. At, my uncle's a minister, so we all played in church. Yep. So I had to play bass at church. I had to play keys at church. I played drums at church. And then um, I didn't get a guitar till just before I was 16. Right. And um, yeah, that's like exactly half my life. I'm right. 32 now. Yep. And yeah, that was my first guitar. And then I got. Sorry, it. So when were you? When did you start playing in the church? Oh. 14 or whatever, okay. so that would have been uh, year 2000, right? I guess. And that's when that's your first instrument, basically. It's when you first started. Yeah, that playing. was that was keys. I was playing keys. piano at church, keyboards yep. at church. Yep. And then, um, you know, just because of different people coming in and out of the music teams, yep. I went to bass, and then it was on drums, and then you were just chopping and changing. But I used to love piano, like that was my my thing, like. Yep. Ever since I was a kid, I just loved piano, and I still love, like, uh, a good piano player speaks to me more than a good guitarist. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't really listen to the guitar players at gigs. Yeah. I listen to keys and singers, really. Yeah, like, right. That's they're cool. my favourite, because yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a phenomenal singer, I'm not a phenomenal keys player, but I guess I've excelled in my guitar playing yeah. in ratio What's to wrong? my keyboard playing or something. Yeah, I gotcha. So I, I guess, you know, I've, I don't really look out for a guitarist because uh, I'm satisfied with my playing I guess with my singing and keys I'm not so I always yeah I go wow that's you know yeah that's cool and who are your players who are the players that you sort of well listen to and, and... it's cra it's it's funny that my favorite a lot of my favorite players I guess are all-rounders Oh, yep. my, my favorite musician period is Prince yeah like and and then again like he's he's just an artist like I wouldn't even classify him as a musician so to speak but but uh, uh, 
I love him as a drummer, like the way he programs drums is the reason why I asked Tally Ryan to play on my stuff. Because oh, right. I programmed all my drums in demos, then would show them and get Tally to do put his spin on it, his yep. identity on it, you know. Right, yep. But Prince really inspires me a lot. Um, as far as uh, bass players, I loved Raphael Sadiq's bass playing, and he's again a singer-songwriter. Yep. I love Pino Pellet. I was going to say Pino. I love Pino. Yeah, from the end of when I play bass, I, I literally, in my mind, I'm thinking, what would Teddy Riley do? Because oh, yeah. that was my childhood. And when I play guitar, I just think, what would Clapton do? Yeah, right. uh, that Clapton's my hero yeah. on guitar. Yeah. And um, yeah, dr drums, I, I like, you know, I guess, I'm not a big buff on the D'Angelo, uh, on the, sorry, on the uh, gospel kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Like I, I do love the D'Angelo stuff that Die Voodoo, Questlove and Yep. Um Yeah, like I, I, I guess just there's a who's 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 a drummer that always um that I love everything he does. I can't even think. No, I you're just, right, I, I just yeah. I'm so narrow minded I just think Prince. Like Prince is it for me. Yeah. I, I don't I don't really yeah. need to listen to well, much I mean, when I you, have Prince. The tie between Prince and D'Angelo is John Blackwell, yeah, drummer John yeah. Blackwell. He's he's great. He, yeah, he, he, he died. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wow, what a monster! monster yeah, player. and um, just lays it down too if he needs to. Well, when he when he needs to. It's, it's, when you got Prince as the boss, it, when I say lay down, you lay yeah. down. Well, when you let go, you let go. You know. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, I, I yeah. saw John Blackwell a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, we had the chance to meet him too when he came out with the Angelo. Yeah, because we were doing the Soul Fest thing, and then oh, we yeah, got to course. hang out with him and Pino and of course. talk. And then yeah. shortly after he passed away, like I think Wasn't within he, eighteen months after right, yeah. we met. Apparently, he went and he went and did uh, some shows Japan, in Japan. Yeah, yeah, and just, and just had a seizure getting, or something. Yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, he's great. He's solid, but yeah, like. I mean, it's crazy. Like musician-wise, like yeah. if I could put a dream band together, I'd probably put together the guys I play with rather than yeah, cool. You know, like I guess super famous guys. Like, but yeah, I mean, and another influence I should also say, like on everything, is I love Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, right. I'm a die-hard Lenny Kravitz fan. As a singer, is, or. All around, I it's love Lenny's one of my favorite voices. I love yeah. his tone, and I just love, I love his presence in his like in his voice. Like it's it is a perfect amount of power and organic, natural. Yep. Uh, I'd be surprised if that guy takes vocal lessons. Like it's, and when that comes across, like I love that because it's it's just natural. It's, yep. It's the way they'd be doing in their bedroom when they're a kid, and that's yep. what it's like listening to Stevie Wonder's early stuff. Like yep. it's that's what I want to hear like yeah like Michael Jackson when he's six or whatever five yeah, yeah. when he's doing I want to be where you are like that appeals to me more than have you seen my childhood where yeah. you can hear he knows what he's doing like, I don't want to hear that I yeah. want to hear someone just telling their story yeah and you know Lenny does that Andre 3000 does that Hendrix definitely did it yeah and that's Prince does it but yeah. Prince was just phenomenal like yeah. Andre 3000 he's underrated isn't he He's so underrated. Big like, time. If yeah. like, yeah, he's. O Andre is like, D'Angelo for me because he he shaped an entire movement himself. Like before people were ready for it. Now you wouldn't have 
Kendrick without Andre. And people probably yeah. listen to that going, well, no, you don't know what you're talking about. But the whole, like, changing the rhythm of, of, of your flow and, like, that's Andre. Before Devin the Dude, before anyone, Andre 3000 was the only one doing that in the yeah. early 90s on right. AT Aliens and all that stuff. Mm. It, was all, it was all him, like... Yeah, Andre's the guy because he's not a rapper. Just like yeah. he's an artist. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just dudes who do everything yeah. as a form of expression, not as a. I mean, I don't know Andre. You could go, hang on, man, you're wrong. But yeah. uh, I mean, the guy's a writer. He's an artist. He yeah. designs. He he can yeah. sing. He can play guitar. He can play right. drums. Plays he drums, can programs. Yeah. Like the guy rapping's just one of his features. Yeah. Like he's. I wouldn't call him a rapper. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he's definitely underrated, man. Yeah, what about what about local guys? Local guys. Um, I did a I did, I did a gig with Shannon Stitt recently, right. and we, we've played a lot together because I was doing a lot of his original stuff um, with Uncle Jed. Uh, they're phenomenal. Like yep. Loris, my one of my favourite singers. Period. Yep. But one of my favourite female voices in Australia for sure. Loris did his cousin but Shannon did is an amazing keyboard player um, and a piano player and an organist mm. but uh, I don't know there's so many like yeah. Ma Matthew Jeffs I love he's the guy on my recordings I'm a yep. big fan of, of Andrew Bruce's playing he's from the New New, New Zealand and um, he's in a few different uh, things I can't even keep up with what he's on but we yep. did some stuff with Wallace mm -hmm. um, who's also phenomenal, one of my favorite vo voices as well. But yeah, th these are all guys I work with. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've so feel privileged to call them friends. Um, I love Adam Ventura's bass playing. Yeah, something like else. He's, yeah. Well, he's, cause he's got, uh, he's got the Sly Stone thing, which I <laughs> love. And yeah. then he's got the James Jameson thing, which I love. Yep. And then, you know, like he can, he can go on the rock stuff too, yep. which I, I'm from Newcastle. I love the rock yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, like I, 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 I like that, and also because Adam is, I guess, he writes deep down um, and composes music as yeah. well. That he's got that sensibility to just sit on a, a four chord progression and not yep. want to do fills. Yep. You know, like Adam, Adam plays music. He doesn't he play an music. instrument. That's right. And there's a difference. And yep. You know, like people can think you're an idiot for saying that stuff, but it's when people are justifying the music rather than the instrument. Yep. That appeals to me, and like, that's what you get with Terrify as well. Yeah, like oh, I'm yeah. excited because oh yeah, I, I've only played with. I don't think I've ever played with Terrify. Okay. Oh no, once. Yeah, we right. did one gig. Yeah, right. But yeah, I've only met him maybe twice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and uh, yeah, he's. I'm a big fan of Terrify. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be but, bloody good. But yeah, Sydney's infested with with a lot of incredible musicians, and Melbourne, man. Yeah. Perth, like this. Australia's got a lot of talent. And how's the Newcastle music scene? Man, it's it's actually good. Like there's going up. Like uh, there was there were always gigs around. Like um, there's phenomenal singer songwriters like that would be world class. Like Amy V. Right. She's a friend of mine, and she's just incredible. And and I recorded the EP Black and White, the one for my father. I recorded that with a good friend of mine, Gareth Hudson. Um, a long-time collaborator, his studio there, Hazy Cosmic Jive Studios in Newcastle. Yeah, he's he's an incredible singer-songwriter himself, but uh, he's doing more composition and pro production these days. But yep. 
yeah, the, there's plenty of talent there, and and there were, uh, I guess, singer-songwriter nights back in the day. And the cover scene is more prominent, and I guess if you isolated looking at it from the perspective of what you can push in the cover world, then you might not say the music scene's that good because okay. I mean you. You know, people don't really do soulful. If you're not doing Summer of '69 in Newcastle or Bruno Mars, Locked Out of Heaven, yep. it's not really cool. Like you're not going to get booked every weekend and a good following. Um, but yeah, that's only my perception. I'm sure some people in Newcastle would beg to differ. But right. as far as pushing your originals, there, there's a couple of cool spots. There's this one club called the Las O'Gary, which um, I used to play frequently when I was uh, growing up there and it was cool like you could do whatever you want they were open to originals we do blues nights and I just did a, a gig with a dear friend of mine Adam Miller who's an incredible guitarist I'm at a place called Cole and Cedar which a, a bloke from the central coast opened up yep and that was great it was nice they just wanted some bluesy original kind of music so we did a set of our originals each and like yep. as a duo and it was it was sick yeah and, and that place didn't exist when I was there. That's only three years old. Right. So, yeah, that was cool. Newcastle's still happening, but I, yep. I, just like anything, I, th I think what London taught me, and even America when I was in Atlanta, that, like, Australia, even in the age of the internet, it's still small, man. Like, unless you're... Like, because I, I can say I've lived in London now, I can see what Australia... Not lax, because that sounds negative, but yep. I can see what it doesn't provide as an original artist. Yep. You know what I mean? Where you look at double the population of Sydney is London, and there's way more gigs, there's way more you know opportunities, and that purely based on population alone. But when you look at, you know, you've got double the people who would be into the Prince stuff or whatever, then you got just on numbers alone. Yep. So like, I love Australia, but but I I, I think. I think you need to be positioned in a more conducive environment if you want to be an original artist because, I mean, an example, and I am calling them out because I'm not hurt or anything, but it's just the way it is. Like, Triple J have never played my stuff, and they right. probably never will, but right. they've played multiple records that I've been on. Right. Yeah, like, they. I was on a couple of Wallace's tracks, like, on every instrument but drums right and they were playing all of that but they weren't playing my stuff what's that is i don't know i've well, i don't know they might think my voice sucks they or? might think uh, oh, my, right. i might well wallace's stuff is really ex is more new school than mine and i and i and i think it's because they're not willing to take a, a punt on what they know doesn't really succeed like i don't know i mean when i remember when i would hear because I was heavy, heavy in a John Butler trio. Yep. Super, super heavy. Like, I, I, John Butler was probably responsible for me wanting to play lead guitar. Right. Like, I, I just, I was just happy playing rhythm until I came across the album Three by John Butler. Yep. But I remember when Triple J would flog his stuff. That was to me like when I look back now, they were taking a punt because no one sounded like John Butler. It didn't really sound trendy. You know, like, I'm like ah, the fish tacos. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I promise you, I'll bring back chili. Extra chili. You are the best. Thank you. Are you hungry, man? No, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Yeah, I, but, I just ate. But 
but yeah, I, I, I don't think Australia takes punts anymore as okay. much. Okay. You know, and, and maybe there's some in the industry things that I, I'm not aware of or, uh, you know, like just um, don't know about, but I, I, I think they play it more more safe. Like, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, where I, I think because there's an, more numbers in the other countries, they can afford to, you know, like a friend of mine who is just in London was telling me that PJ Morton, uh, everyone knows PJ Morton, he's cra going crazy, like there's a craze about him, I should say, but um, right. a friend of mine rang up his friend at a jazz cafe and was like, there's this unknown artist like Raquel Rodriguez, who I knew about because she's from LA and... Um, she did some stuff with Anderson Pack as well, but he, back in the day. And he's he's like, can you just put her on the support slot for PJ? And bang, she was on the support slot, opened up for him, and he loved her, and he wants to take her on tour and things like that. Where well, I don't see uh, Yanya Boston calling Edmore Theatre going, hey, you should get Daniel Marsh to support uh, Leon Bridges, and them going, cool, yeah, yeah. I think they go, how many uh, bums well, on seats can you get? Yeah, right. Well, I don't think, I think that's more mm, prominent in Australia, probably because of the numbers or probably because, like, if I, if I was that Kingsmill guy back in the day, I'd be putting on whatever I thought was fresh, not yeah. what I go, well, John Butler works, so I'm going to put on Xavier Rudd. I would never think like that. Yeah. Okay, and, and, and I know to a degree, like, well, I think musicians do know like what's cool like if you gave one of um you know like who's who's an incredible singer songwriter like michael duchene one of my favorites in sydney if you gave ed sheeran one of his songs i guarantee you would be a hit because it's ed sheeran but it's also because michael's songs are great you know what i mean like i just i don't know like i think i think it's a, it's a bit kind of age of people wanting repetition is definitely more prominent now than it was even 10 years ago or in the 90s like yep. that was the beauty of the 60s 70s and especially 80s the diversity yep. yeah there's none of that now like yep. people are going back making edm versions of <laughs> like let it just create something new man. yeah like, you know what i mean like yeah. and 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 i backed that up by saying like when john mayer was out he was he was my hero because he played guitar. Yeah. I turn on the radio now and there's no one who plays an instrument. Ed yep. Sheeran does. Yeah. Props to Ed Sheeran, props to Taylor Swift for being real musicians and real yep. songwriters. Yeah. But they're not taking solos. There's no solos in pop music. Yeah. You had Hendrix who was all over radio. Yeah. Yep. John Mayer, your body's a wonderland's got a guitar solo, but yep. you got the equivalent, none of that these yeah. days and yeah. that's why I know it's went downhill because yeah. how, how are kids meant to go I want to do that thing or I want to play guitar yeah. when well, there's mate, none Ray of that still, in the main Ray's still doing his solo is that new track he's got out now yeah but did, cool. did that make it it's on like, radio yeah yeah man it yeah. did oh yeah oh, man. maybe I just stopped listening maybe I'm old and jaded and that's got um, Pino playing bass and, and Aaron Sterling playing drums is it Aaron Sterling yeah because I, I, I don't know it's usually Steve Jordan but for some reason Aaron Jordan. Sterling's playing Aaron Sterling's great though he's man. a monster man um, you don't mind if I just buy of course not. <laughs> of course not. Um, but yeah, that that song's on the radio and it it's uh, you know 
he plays a solo in it, and it's on Smooth FM. You know, is it? It must be the apart from the old FM. throwback stuff that they play. It must be the only sort of modern song with a solo in it, like you said. But yeah, I guess in London, thing I love, and in America, like it'd be a different story. You'd be hearing like all quirky chords and all, yep. you know, more solos. Like, yeah. But I'm a firm believer that it does work, and the internet's proven that. Like with, you know, if Corey, if Corey Henry comes over here or Snarky Puppy, they're gonna sell out their tour in Australia. Yeah. I'm not dissing on Australia, saying they don't get it because they do get it. Yeah. But the industry doesn't. Yeah. And just go, oh, well, it doesn't work because it's not on the radio. <laughs> no, you're not putting it on the radio. Yeah, right? that's it. A good song is a good song. Yeah, and, that's it. You know, like, yeah. So, <laughs> I never want to sound like an ass. Nah, not at all. Because that, That's what this is all about, man. Just... Are they good? Best, man. Fish, yeah. fish tacos. Are you sure you don't? No, no, I'm good. No, you what? Put, did you put chilli on it? Not yet. I just uh, I, don't, I don't get the chili thing, you know. I but love I, chili, man, so much. I, I can't get how someone can sit there and. I can eat that straight, man. Have pe people sweat. I love that. Oh favorite. my god, this is so good. I love I just, that feeling. I just don't get it. I love that feeling. <laughs> so what's um, what's the next twelve months got installed, you know? Um. I do plan to move back to London. Okay. Um, I don't have a visa approved yet, okay. but I'm I'm believing that it will work out. Yeah. I've got I've got some people over there, and yeah, hopefully I'm there by you know by June. Yeah. July. Yep. I don't I don't really plan to live in Australia in the near future. Yep. I love Australia, and I, I definitely want to. I guess live here and I guess die here and of buy course. a house and stuff. Of it, course. It's home, but um, I'm just really pushing the riding thing. Like I'm a yeah, bit, yeah. I'm a bit older, man. So like even even that alone, I, I don't really want to be being on the road and having three hours sleep doesn't appeal to me. Like even though I've done I've done it on a very very low level scale, like grassroots level. Yeah, I have toured the world. Yeah. And it has been playing songwriting nights and it has been not breaking even and coming under. But it's still me packing up, living out of a suitcase, yep. sleeping on people's couches and stuff. I have done that. Yep. And it doesn't appeal to me anymore. Yep. Now I'm 30. Yep. Like I, I just want to tap into songwriting, which I enjoy more. And I think I think it's more of a strength of mine than a perf I'm not really like a, the type of performer that Prince is or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, or Michael Jackson. And so, like playing live, I can easily get the same uh, dopamine, endorphin rush, fix, yeah. whatever you yeah. want in the studio. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I do love performing, but uh, you know, I, I get a kit, an equivalent amount of that rush, creating songs more yep. so than performing. So I just really want to tap into that and see if I can, you know make my way as a writer and yep. branch out into that as my artistry thing like uh, there's people I've been writing for like in the Netherlands and <clears throat> collaborating with in London so 
it's slow beginnings, but it is happening. Yeah, and, it's cool. and, I, and I like that. But that's what I want to do. I don't, I don't have any massive, massive plans. Like, yep. I want to play Glastonbury within 12 months. Sure. Nothing like that. Sure. But, but there is new music I'm writing and collaborating. I'm just seeing where it fits. Like, I don't know if it's for me or for someone else, but yep. I am constantly writing mm. and taking in music. But yeah, apart from me focused on, you know, doing stuff here, like some personal stuff here, musically, I just, I want to be in London by this time next yeah, year. Like yeah, living yeah. there with a, with a, with a long visa. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, like I, cause I started really building up, I guess my, uh, like I started feeling like home and then I had to come back. Right. You know you, I mean? Is that because of the visa? Yeah. Yeah. Because of the visa. Yep. Which was timely because of my father's death. Like, okay. I wouldn't want to be over there and sure. when that happened. So I was glad I, I was back for that. Yep. And have you always done music? Hmm. Yep. I have, man. It, you've never had the nine to five? Um, I can count the amount of jobs besides guitar teaching I've had. Yep. I worked at a suit shop for a year. Yep which then led to David Jones within that year. I worked That's at the big time. Hey. <laughs> I worked at Subway for a year, and this is all in my te- late teens, teens yep. 18, 17, 18, 19. Then I worked at JB Hi-Fi when I was 20. Yeah. And that was it. They're yep. the only jobs I've had. Other yep. than that, I've played music. Yep. And I was still playing music back then. Yep. But it wasn't, I was doing, it wasn't my source of income. I understand, yeah. Where I guess if that makes you professional, that I've been doing that since 20, yeah, or whatever, and it's it's all I know now. But I, I don't want to I don't want to nothing wrong with it if it's what you want to do. But I don't want to I don't want to be doing what I'm doing now in 10 years. Like sure. I don't want to be doing the gigs I, I'm doing right now. Like, yep. I don't even really want to be gigging. Yeah. Like in unless it's my material, I, I don't want to be doing performances. Um, I'm not sure. That's why I want to try and get into the publishing and licensing and gotcha. doing that stuff because I want to be able to wake up, write songs, do what I want yep. with my family in the future yep. and not go, hang on, daddy's got to go to um, yep. Manly Boatshed till 3am. Yep. I don't want to do that. You'd rather go and, to the mailbox and, and get your Yeah, get your and, and there's no, no, it's no disrespect because people no, no, love no. playing music. That's your thing. But I, I, I love creating songs in my room, which that yeah. isn't superior or inferior. It just, if you're not on the same page, you're on the same page. Yep. I, I enjoy creating rather than playing my yeah, instrument. Yeah, yeah, that's you your gig. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. So they're, they're my plans. Yeah. <laughs> In short, man. Yeah. Sorry, man, I can talk my ass off. No, yeah, it's all good. I want to hear you play the drums, though, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm nothing, man. Nah. No, 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 no. I mean, I've, I've um... Yeah, I've, like I've, I've, I released my first EP this year. Yeah, when I played. I didn't know that, man. Oh, right, yeah. So I played everything, sang, drums, guitar, um, man, bass I should've... on all but one one track. Um, Rafty played guitar on one song for He's me. He's a beast, man. Um, but yeah, it was something, like I, I, I woke up one day at the start of this year and went, that's it, I'm gonna release an EP you know I hadn't done it and it always procrastinated so I, pu- I put it out there on 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 the social media and I said I'm gonna release an EP 
So by doing that, I made myself accountable. You that's know? that's man. And I did it, and I kind of tra- I kind of tracked the progress, and then released it, and that's, yeah, and that was it. Yeah. That's so yeah, I'll, I'll show it to you. But Please later, show yeah. me, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you play everything. You Kiwis, man. <laughs> Bloody talented. Okay. <laughs> just just a hack, man. Just a hack. But yeah, drums is my first, my main instrument, I guess. Yeah. Did you yeah. grow up in New Zealand? I did, yeah. Which which part? Yeah. From Masterton, sort of an hour north of Wellington. Yeah. Bottom Wellington, of the North Island. Cool, yeah. Hey, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wellington's a good spot. Yeah. A lot of musos there, man. I know there is, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's where um, that's where Buddy grew up as well. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you need that to listen. Explains you need to, why he's so good, man. You need to listen to his episode. I haven't yet. I, I, listen, yeah. I listen to Adams, man. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Listen to Buddies. Yeah. Cool story, man. Yeah. He's a cool cat. He is, man. Yeah. And he's a beast on anything, man. Yeah, that's right. Buddy, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Bloody Buddy, eh? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. He's he's great. Yep. He's a good dude, man, too. Yep. Love Buddy. No. Well, good. All right, Daniel. Thank you very much for being a guest on my. Gig Life Podcast. Thank you for having yeah. me. And Sorry um, for eating these tacos. No, 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 please. <laughs> it's, a little bit no- it's a little bit noisy. We're si- where are we sitting? We're sitting outside in the alley area, in, they in call the it. In the alley area of, yeah, of overlooking El Sol, the, the Shannon Knoll Shannon mural, <laughs> Southern Cross. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. He's pulling his shirt. He's got Southern Cross. We're in Cronulla, man. Right. Yeah. It's hard, Cronulla. Yeah. But yeah, looking forward to this gig tonight, man. I'm it's gonna be cool. Yeah. Me too, bro. Daniel, thank you very much. Thank you for having me, man. Cheers, brother. I think Adam's calling now. I can't even get my phone up.